All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. How's it going today? What is it, Thursday? The week go okay? Everything all right? Are you getting by? Did you uh, get all that shit done? Did you, uh, how was the dentist? Did that work out? Did you get the tests back? Did your kid do all right at that thing? What, uh, you know, what did you, what's going on with the couples counseling? Everything all right? You working through it or what? You know, you can, you, sometimes, sometimes you just need time. You just need space. Some, don't hurt yourself. For God's sakes, what's happening, folks? That was just a general broad uh, greeting to uh, those who would apply to. Sorry about the job, by the way. Sorry. So that was one other one just kicked in. And, you know, I, I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it works out. The uh, the new thing. Very general. That was very general. So Shantae Wayans is on the show today. Uh, she is a comedian. Uh, she's part of the Wayans dynasty. <laughs> she's she's actually the first Wayans I've talked to, which is odd. Uh, she's the newest Wayans in the game. And uh, I saw her on Tiffany Haddish's uh, thing. Tiffany Haddish presents They Ready. She was one of them. And I knew somebody who knew her. And she said she was uh, game to do the show. So it was great. It was interesting. Fun talk. It's It's coming up. So let's check in with stuff. Okay. Let's check in with mortality vis-a-vis monkey. I took, I've been talking about monkeys uh, slowly fading away. Uh, he's, he's getting skinny, but he's very lively. He's 15 years old. He and his sister, LaFonda, these are cats, by the way, if you're just tuning in. You know, he's lively, he's eating, he's running around, him and Buster, the kitten, are playing, uh, but he's getting really skinny, and I and I talked I talked to you guys about this, and a lot of you sent in suggestions, but I took him to the vet, and because he's gotten so skinny and kind of fragile, he's a lot easier to handle. He doesn't have the edge he used to, monkey. I guess that's the same with all of us, huh? Cats, people, it's not that you're losing your edge, it's just the edge is not as scary if you're old, because then you're just an old guy yelling. So I took him in, got the blood test. He was he seemed all right. The doctor was nice. I'm waiting. As we speak, I'm waiting right now for results of that blood test. The doc seems to think because he's eating, it might not be kidneys. It might not be diabetes. Could be this hypothyroid trip, which is medicatable. But, you know, I have to accept some some harsh realities here about a lot of things, myself included. And there's lessons to be learned, man. Both of my parents are still alive. And sadly, if everything works the way it's supposed to, uh, they'll they'll pass before me. So that's coming. I I don't mean to be cold-blooded. It's it's sad. It's reality. But it's just the way it is. Monkey, my cat, is 15 years old. It's the longest relationship I've had with anything, really, you know, on a day-to-day basis, him and his sister, and he's old and he's had a great life and 16 is getting up there for a cat, 15. I mean, they can live to 20, 21, 22, but, but you, you know, if he goes, he goes and that was a quality life. And then I started thinking about my own fucking life, sitting here talking to you guys twice a week, going out on stage, doing what I want to do. I want to do it. I feel like I've earned it. I feel like I've worked hard to do what I'm doing. I'm happy to be making a living, but some days I'm wondering... 
do I want to do? Am I doing what I want to do? Does that still hold at this juncture in history and in my life? Does it still hold as we're staring down the barrel of a world in decline, of a planet in crisis, of a potential sort of like authoritarian reality for the planet? So what what have I got left? I mean, that's really the question. And I've talked about that on my old, uh, especially how much time do I have left? But really, what do I want to do? What is the quality of life? that I can give myself at this point, and what do I want to do with it? Like, I'm going out on the road. I'll be in Toronto tonight. There might be some uh, tickets left. I'll be in Chicago tomorrow night, Detroit on Saturday, Minneapolis on Sunday. You can get all those dates, uh, the upcoming ones in Atlanta, San Francisco, uh, uh, Philadelphia, uh, where else? Nashville, all of them coming up. Boston, Washington, D.C. at WTFpod.com slash tour. But how many of these tours do I need to do? You know, do I get, is it, is there so many, is, is there so much joy for me in wrestling with myself and with the world and with my thoughts and ideas for a year and a half to, to kind of wring another hour and a half of comedy out of me? I guess it's rewarding, but yeah, everyone's doing it. I guess what I'm trying to get to is a part of me just wants to go cut and run, sell everything I've got and just go get a place maybe on in Northern Ireland and just sit there and look at water and rocks for every day. Make toast, look at water, look at rocks, walk around, read a poem. Maybe uh, try to uh, write a little something. Look at water, look at rocks. Looking at water, looking at rocks, looking at water, looking at rocks. Is this the life I want it for me? Musical's coming, by the way. Clearly. We're all going to go. Monkey's pretty good right now. My folks are okay. I'm okay. I'm going to go do some comedy. I enjoy it. I like the life I'm living. I'm just wondering if at some point I should just pull out and go look at water and look at rocks and think and breathe and take a walk. Or do I just keep going nuts? I'm grounding. I'm grounding and uh, just trying to figure out really what I want to do with my life. All right. I, oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you this other thing. Uh, we've got some new items in the merch store. What do you think of that? The, the WTF merch store. There's a new WTF hoodie for the upcoming crisp fall days. And then there's a new keychain and a new stainless coffee mug, both featuring the Draplin design that you can get on your shirts. Go to podswag.com slash WTF or go to WTFpod.com and click on merch. P-O-D-S-W-A-G.com. Cool shit. More shit coming too. Hats, because now I'm a born again uh, snapback flat rim hat guy. I think I'm probably a little late to that game. And I wear it uh, forward. I don't wear it backward. So, however, we're going to distract ourselves with uh, kind of bullshitty fights along the lines of, uh, you know, social issues. I know there's a large contingent of uh, comedians and and uh you know they're part of there's also the uh the great uh monoculture of free thinkers who uh you know where there's a lot of 
push back against PC. There's a lot of people that really are angry and and passionately defending their right to punch down because it feels good and it's fun to hurt people. You know, sadly, on some level, uh, there is an innate reaction to uh, uh, vulnerability, discomfort, uh, accidents, pain, tripping, embarrassment. That That's funny. I mean, I don't know that you need to manufacture it. You know, and also there's part of... Um, the human psyche, I think that, uh, you know, causing pain in other people is seems to feel like that's part of winning and in uh, the excitement therein. But again, we're civilized people and, and this doesn't have to be the way. But the point is, and my reaction to this and I don't even whatever the guy's name is who got fired from SNL, I really am not keeping up on it. But people ask me, what do you think? What do you think? There's no you can say whatever you want. There's no constitutional amendment that says you can't say things. Yes, some things have been characterized as hate speech, rightfully so, can be very violent and hostile depending how it's used, but for the most part, there's no one, you can say whatever you want. And the pushback is going to be from a collective of people who, who react in a certain way on a grassroots level through social networking platforms or on a corporate level. But there is no censorship on behalf of the government or the Constitution. You can still say whatever the fuck you want. All right? Now, if you're a, you have problems with corporations restricting your ability to say shit because it goes against their bottom line, well, go fight that fight. If you have problems with people who have whose feelings you hurt, who aggregate and push back, okay, fine. Fight that fight if you want. But the truth of the matter is, I think... You know, what this is all based on, First Amendment stuff or Lenny Bruce, you know, is that you know, Lenny's intent was progressive. Lenny's intent in terms of using the language he used, it's sure it was about language. It was about freeing the language. But you're looking at an America that was about maybe one generation past that major immigration in the early 1900s and dealing with stereotypes and breaking them down through using the words that he used to uh, to level the playing field and disarm some of the hate and friction uh, was a different thing than what's happening now. So you can't really use that as a source. What's happening now is there's a tremendous uh, aggravation on behalf of a certain type of people, the majority in general, that they can't pigeonhole or compartmentalize or put in a box through language, uh, marginalized people of different kinds or people with different points of view that are struggling to find definition in the culture. And God knows they need to be pushed back on and held down because it's funny for the majority to laugh at the vulnerability of marginalized or different people. Now, look, I've been guilty of bullying in my life. See, arguably, you know, the nerd issue that I had a couple of weeks ago could be seen as condescending and bullying. But the point is, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You're just going to have to deal with the consequences. You're not, you're not going to be put in jail. There's no uh, thought police. There's no government agency rounding people up for saying things. Yeah, we're everyone's worried about... Uh, you know, they, they can't say tranny or fag anymore, but nobody's, we're the puncher uppers. I think that if people were really to start punching up people with a podium or with a, a mic or comics, if they start punching up, they'd have to start with their own chin and then move up from there. If they recover from the fucking belt that they have to give themselves. 
But it's always interesting to me. The anger is like not like we can't criticize the government because so few people are really doing that in a general way because they don't know how to make it funny. There are select people that do it, sure. But mostly it's about like, you know, why can't we make fun of people that are, you know, vulnerable and weird? You can. But my point has always been there will be consequences and you may end up only talking to people who like to talk the way you're talking. And that's fine. Look, you know, we moved past, you know, no one says orientals anymore. No one says colored anymore. The culture's moved on and we're okay. We can do it. We, you know, we can move past words that hurt people and be more respectful and still be funny. But if you need to say the words and you need to hurt the feelings and you need to sort of like really lean into, you know, making fun of the weirdos and marginalized, then your audience will be people that enjoy that. And that's how they divide and conquer us. That's how it happens. That's the fight. You'll find your level. You'll find your people. And if you want to fight for the right to punch down, then, you know, then you can talk to those people and they'll come see you because they'll be excited at the hilarity of causing pain. And as far as SNL goes, you know, so if you've got a problem with SNL, that's a corporate structure, then, you know, go fight that. It's not a constitutional thing. It's protecting the bottom line. I don't know what you're going to do about that. That's just the, the market, man. The market's holding you down. You free thinkers. So enjoy the life you have left. That's the trick. Maybe it's time to get your affairs in order. I think that's generally good advice in a broad way. Uh, you might want to get your affairs in order. It, always good advice. Sounds heavy, ominous, but I think it's generally good advice. So look, Shantae Wayans is the Wayans that I got first. Uh, she's part of the Netflix comedy special Tiffany Haddish Presents. They ready? It's streaming now. And uh, I really enjoyed talking to her. This is me and Shantae Wayans. Like, you're my first uh, Wayans interview. How's that possible? Get out of here. You're the first Wayans. I was the only one available. No. no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, like, I don't know that we've actively pursued any of them. When I started doing comedy at the Comedy Store, I, uh, when I was a doorman there, I used to see Damon all the time, mm -hmm. and I saw Keenan sometimes. He was sort of phasing out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then and then like years in that. But I that was it. And then the, I've seen the uh, I've seen Marlon who does stand up. Yeah, does he, he does? He stand did like he started like six seven years ago. Right? Yeah, because he could. <laughs> see, freaking, excuse me, freaking could. Yep. You could say fuck. Okay. okay. All right. And then the other one, Sean doesn't. He does. No, Sean does. He does Sean now. just, yeah. Sean, you, Sean's been doing it with right, like he, Damon and Keenan. For a long time. For a long time. But okay, so so Marlon was the one that jumped on. Mm -hmm. You got the More, name, you yeah. can go tour with the name, make <laughs> some money. He was with five jokes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> making more money than me and i've been doing it over 15 years five joke marlin five joke marlin man <laughs> do you guys get a well let's let's break it down because i don't like i i there's there's not a lot out there about you other than that set i saw yeah, yeah. but it seems like there's enough there to go on oh no for sure <laughs> i mean breaking it down tree grandma had 10 kids five were rich five were poor all right wait so wait so grandma grandma grandpa is, yep this is the 10 the 10 your mom's parents yes all right so that they where were they from uh all new york 
So it was all New York. Mm-hmm. It okay. was it was like when my grandma had ten, then one of my aunts had a kid, and then me and my brother were born. So we were all kind of it's like you know thirteen plus two parents. And your mom's in the middle. Yes. I so, can't tell you that. I would have to kill you because <laughs> then that'll start adding up other people's ages that they don't. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, so there. There's certain people. Who's that, the oldest? Uh, Dwayne was the oldest. He passed away. Okay. And then, then Damon? Keenan. Then Keenan. Then Damon. Then Damon. I can look this up. I can get it right here. No, here's the deal. There's like one or two that they made it a point. Never no to, one to ever be able to find. <laughs> seriously, but I think it's uh, the, and they're men, aren't they? Exactly. But <laughs> 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 well, we have Deidre too, who's up there. I think yeah. she's third, and then it might be Kim. So it goes okay. Dwayne, Keenan, Kim. <laughs> Kim is the baby. Then, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> Keenan, Kim, Damon, Sean, Marlon, Nadia. Elvira. Is Kim older than Damon? No, I don't, I'm just reading the list. Oh, okay. De- uh, Deidre. Yeah, Deidre. Mm-hmm. Vonnie. Devon, my Devon. That's my. <laughs> she's all right. That's one of my one of my faves. Yeah. She's not in show business, or no. she is. Mm-mm. See the the so ones your mom, that's wait, not who's in showbiz. Elvira. Okay. The, but the people who's not in showbiz are too real. Like they don't have any um, sensory. Uh-huh. So like my my mom used to uh she she came out here for a while and tried to get in the writers room and stuff like that and then oh yeah I remember being on Universal lot and uh, Steven Spielberg did something and she like had road rage with Steven Spielberg and I'm like mom <laughs> Steven Spielberg I don't I don't give a fuck he's like okay you're not gonna make it and <laughs> <laughs> this business not for this you business is not for you mom <laughs> she's just. She's, they, they're too real. What was that about? Just road rage. Just no. like he, you know. On the know. lot? On the lot. In, the, in a golf cart or in a car? Um, I think he was in his car. You know, he don't. Ha- he doesn't have like the, the yeah. you know, Tesla type of ride right, and stuff. Right. So it's like. Oh, he's a normal? He's playing he looked like, he looked like a regular white dude. Yeah, just, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Dump it on that guy. <laughs> so, okay. So you grew up in New York. In New York how many brothers and sisters do you got? Uh, just one brother. Yeah. Um, um I have a slew of them on my dad's side who I actually just met. Um, really? How old do you, do you say how old No worries. I'm 37. Um, that must be wild. I can't, like, that always fascinates me. It, it was a part of a healing process for me, you know, coming from, like, anxiety and depression and, and being an addict. Well, let's um, go back into that. So you grew up in New York. What part of New York? Uh, Manhattan. Uh, right in the Manhattan? Right where uh, Chelsea Market, right, right across oh, yeah. the street. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what's your mom do if she's not in show business? Uh, she was doing like a, um, re- like clerical work. And, oh, yeah? You know, regular job. Your regular job. But you knew you had these uncles. Yeah, but you, we grew up in the fame. So it was like, it's so weird to, because we, they were, they were poor with us, and then they started to rise. Right, because I remember oh, where they, was a... Uh, Keenan was it was he they were started in New York like at the comic strip or somewhere or the yeah, probably or the improv com- or, uh, uh no was there improv in New York at the time and maybe uh, I would I caught the tail end of the improv in the late 80s silver the original improv was mm-hmm. in New York on 44th oh, okay. street I didn't know that and Bud's wife it, that was the, the divorce settlement was she got that one and that was it, it was this beat up little place <laughs> <laughs> like I'm 44th between 9th and 10th. You won't do another improv again. That's right, okay. and, that, and that's that's that. So I don't know where they. I don't know where. I think Keenan started before Damon. But mm-hmm. all right, so you remember them coming up? 
I remember actually being in the comedy clubs. I don't know if you remember like Daryl Heath. I seen him. Mm. Um, he used to roll with him and Chris Spencer. Yeah, I um, see Chris all the time. Yeah. Okay, so, so in New York. Yeah, in, in New York. And then, um, and then you know, they was doing the Hollywood Shuffle, the I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Oh, uh, Robert Townsend movies. Mm-hmm. He and lives from out here. Robert Townsend? He? Yeah, I think so. I don't no. Know. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's coming back. Yeah, he's, he's like doing stuff now. Okay, good, he's back. <laughs> people just disappear for a while. Just, I I'm, think I think times are changing so much. People don't know how to, you know. Keenan tried to come back in the stand up. He did. Just, Why would he want to do that? He was doing. They were doing a Wayans Brothers tour. Oh, so and, why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And then just the frustration of where Hollywood is right now and people, uh, you know, the millennials. Yeah. And but I Kenan, just saw them yesterday. And, yeah. and I walked in and Keenan goes, I, I seen your set. He goes, I got a joke for you. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it now. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> but it was funny. And Keenan's that dude. Like, I'll walk to his, I'll go to his house. Yeah. And he'll be like, what are you working on? I'll say something. And then he'll just like punch it up and yeah I'm like where have you been my entire career <laughs> where was he? was he he was around he's he was around it's just you he never asked of, him ken is just one of those guys you yeah. just got to show up right he's like why you don't come see me like you never answer your phone or, or call me and then he, you can you just come yeah, it's a nice resource to have it, it is but you you know who, yeah. who wants to just walk up i know yeah well i mean you just gotta get him when he's just hanging around i guess having lunch who just knows? To drop by borrow <laughs> something by the way i was in the neighborhood can you help me with this bit? I need one of them doggy cameras uh, to <laughs> see what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, like so you're do- okay. So you remember as a kid going out to see the uncles? Yes. Yeah, in New York. Yes. And you did, but you had no desire. Like how how young? Like real young? I mean, real, I mean, so young. Like I I didn't really know what the joke was. Right, I just right. know like I was like, oh, he's cute. And yeah, then right. like uh, <laughs> yeah, that was like my thing. But right. I didn't like the industry for a long time because I was a. Uh, you know, it's the whole like trying to sit down, have you know dinner with your family. You haven't yeah. seen in a while, and then people are like, "Can I get a picture?" Oh, right, right. You so you, you knew they were so when they became stars, they became it was, stars. It was just hard. So when they move out here, how um, old were you when they disappeared into show business? Hmm. I mean, I had to be like in, I want to say like middle school, because yeah. they they would come to all of our graduations. That's so nice. that was so like it's a the, tight family. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was yeah. like you know people didn't want to be my friend, and then like. Midway through the graduation, you just see this whole family walk in. And they're like, "Oh my god!" No one like the parents don't even care about their kids graduating. Now. Yeah, they're yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, they just want to see the weigh-ins. <laughs> so you didn't want to do comedy. So what were you? What, like, what? How did you get all fucked up? I was a geek. I was doing computer. I, I wanted to be uh, into computer science when uh, you were in middle school. When I was in, in growing school, up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I found out. Uh, you go for four years four and then more. still have to go four more yeah, and yeah. still just become a paralegal. And yeah, and then and take a like, test. That's, to... that's not going to work for me. Too long. Um, too long. <laughs> and then I went to Seton Hall. I think if I would have got accepted to Rutgers, I would have stayed in college. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to Rutgers. And really? I, Why? What was there? The basketball team was amazing. And I just, I don't know. Just to, like, do, you were a fan or you like to play? I, both. Yeah. Both. And, and you know, I only got accepted to Seton Hall in um Where's Seton Hall? In the city? It's in Jersey. It's, yeah. it's in South Orange. Yeah. So it's like moving, you know, going to college across the street. Right. It's like, you know, you want to get away from all these people you've yeah. seen for- uh, Ever. Yeah. yeah. And go then, have a life. Go have a life. And then I, I went and did a semester and was doing some of the same things I was doing last year in high school and was like- You got bored? Boring. Yeah. It was just boring and, uh, you know, started doing my- uh, 
uh, teenage slash turning 21 soon BS. and Yeah, which was? My, my, uh, just... <laughs> Just met, uh, you know, skipping class. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 right. I never did anything like super bad or anything right. like that, but it was just like, you know, yeah. I should have been cutting school in high school and right, stuff. Right, not in and college. I was like, yeah, 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 because then it means something. Like in in high school, at least you're you're doing something rebellious. In college, you're just sort of like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you're, yeah. It's like I just paid twenty five thousand dollars to get <laughs> right. in here for a semester. Yeah. So, so you dropped out. I dropped out. Um, my mom was like, you gotta go to Cali. Came to Cali. It was doing Scary Movie. Uh, I think it was Scary Movie 1. It was about to end. And uh, I jumped on there. It might have been Scary Movie 2. Yeah. I jumped on there. and I Doing what? Uh, I was a PA. So your mom just said, your, go, your, brother, uh, your uncles will find something for you to do. Well, no. The, well, I, my brother was out here. And so she was like, you need to, you know. You probably, What's he do? Um, he directed. He writes. He you know, oh, yeah? produced. He does. Yeah, he act. Yeah. He was in a few movies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was like kind of starting his thing out. And then I came, you know, and as a little sister. But this was me like coming out of my lifestyle slash trying to get rid of dudes in my life. So, OK, so you're coming out as gay. Yeah. At that time. And mm-hmm. you, oh, you had to get rid of dudes. Yeah. You know, I had to let <laughs> got to brush them off my shoulders, Mark. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like there's a whole bunch of them like out. You're out. No, you're, I just was. She having- stays. <laughs> I was just having this conversation with somebody, but I said, dudes, I think when you have a lesbian girlfriend, mm-hmm. those are your, those are like the ones for y'all. You're yeah. Like, I want to marry this girl. <laughs> and so I had great relationships with guys, but I was the one to go, you know what? I'm just not ready. <laughs> right. You know, right. I want to impregnate you. Yeah. And it was just like, I had I, to tell them I had to go. <laughs> what is that? My first real girlfriend uh, was, she turned out to be gay but then didn't stay gay or maybe i don't know if i'm not sure how you you do this anymore i'm not not sure it's right to even label people she Mm. was fluid i don't know but uh but i remember when i met her she was coming out of a relationship with a woman but i don't know that i would have thought that like she's the one for me no matter what well she probably was she probably wasn't that girl i'm i want to say that okay maybe more of the tomboyish girls okay all right so usually so they had no idea yeah you kind of knew or you knew knew i knew but i thought how do you say this? Because I, re- I remember Cindy that used to live across the hall from us. We used to, we used to play mud, uh, yeah. like house, and yeah. do mud stuff. Yeah. Um, never mud really stuff. did it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know sure. remember the little, yeah, you make, ever mud made mud pies? Yeah, yeah you know, sure. that was our dinner. I used to come home from work and uh, picking up the leaves outside. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the idea of mud stuff. We used to <laughs> do mud yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, we used to know. do mud stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but she true. lived uh, across the hall from me, and I, I had to be like, I want to say like seven. Yeah. Five, seven. Yeah. It was, it and you was, felt so I, it. I felt it. Yeah, and then, but I also felt guys for a certain moment. Yeah. Then, uh, third grade hit. I, I, uh, I had this chick who was Jamaican. She yeah. had, she was the only girl in our school that had a butt and yeah. breast. Right. And she wanted me. Uh-huh. And so we used to leave. Uh, <laughs> we used to leave school every day after school yeah. and go to one of our houses and go to sleep uh-huh. oh, yeah, and sure. uh and literally i would just rub on her boobs for like an hour nice yeah it was just squishy and he- <laughs> i was like what is this <laughs> the, mud stuff for- and squishy mud squ- you move from mud stuff to squishy but it you know it was all leading the same direction it was all leading to the same direction <laughs> but i just always felt woman is something that yeah. it's like you know if i if i could have chose an easier life yeah i would have 
I know that's a, that's the weird argument a, a, against the choice thing. Like you know, you, you choose your sexuality. It's like, would they though? Yes. Like, who wants? <laughs> it's like, is, it, is that an easy road to hoe yeah, there? Right. You know, I got to spend a lot of money on uh, sex <laughs> objects, and it's a lot equipment. of work. equipment and pay for everything. Like, if this you're is, the top, you got to get the gear, bro. This is so like, <laughs> I'm ten more years, and I'm out the game. I'm tapping out. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> then what happens? I'm gonna go find me a dude that his thing is not working too right, and just we just sit on the couch and <laughs> work. Uh, just, I cook. Yeah, okay, that's a good plan, I guess. <laughs> but okay, so okay, so it was kind of building up, and then you come out here mm-hmm. and you 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 come out. How was that? How the family sit with that? Uh they were supportive. They just yeah. roasted me <laughs> all know? the time. It was just. I mean, you can't have men on films, and I'm like, I'm gay. And they're like, oh, we did the man part, but we never did the lesbian part. So, you know, I just had to grow tough skin, that's all. Yeah, Mm. just for the family. Just for the family. That was my first audience. Mm. Yeah. So you came out here and you got into, I guess it really is with those guys, like a family business. I mean, Mm -hmm. it it seems like it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, are are they all in the same operation, kind of? Is there a Wayans Brothers production company is everybody in the you know in the building kind of thing or how's it work no i think everybody like wind up venturing off and doing their own stuff but um in in the beginning you know they were doing projects together and so forth and so on um, yeah but then there's this whole second generation like my cousin Dwayne does music now, whose kid um, is Dwayne? Dwayne is Dwayne's okay uh, Dwayne jr mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. we got artists who draw and you got mar you got a isn't there a marlin jr marlin is sean's kid and then sean is marlon's kid so Mar- they yeah marlon is sean's kid and sean is yeah you marlon. know the br- brother thing they yeah. thought that was cute oh right it's like then. wearing the same outfit kind okay. of thing right okay so what did you, what was your work in what, what in what capacity did you work when you came out here so i i i started off as a pa but the crazy thing this is when keenan was directing so i was scary would, movie yeah. one or two you i think remember? it was two yeah um but keenan you know, I was a PA and I was supposed to be helping and blocking and, you know, being treated yeah, like uh, right. shit. Right. And uh, I basically would ask them, I would go, hey, you guys need anything? They go, no, you just stay by Keenan, you know, because yeah. uh, they were like kind of messing up stuff on set. Mm-hmm. So they were afraid to go ask them stuff. So that became my job. However, you were I would, the go between. I was the go between. Yeah. But I would say, hey, do you need anything? They go, no, we're good. And then you just hear them get on the radio like, we need chairs. We need this. We need, like, I'm, I just. And so eventually it became about like, where, where do I fit in? Right. And then I found editing. I started in there. Just hanging out and getting the hang of it? It or? was like computers and right, then, you sure, know, right. like learning yeah. all that stuff. So the avid. The avid, exactly. Yeah. Like before the Final Cut right. Pros and stuff. And I wish I would have gotten to After Effects. I probably would have stayed there. Oh, really? But I didn't. What is that? That's What are After Effects? After Effects, uh, like the special effects. Oh, it's like yeah, Avatar and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You right, know, or, right. Or putting explosions in. Yeah, and, and, yeah. But, you know, as an editor, you're just in this dark room. Yeah. Uh, that's where I started to get anxiety and like getting super depressed. You're in there with one person. You're just watching him. So you didn't have any of these psychological things before you came out here. Like in New York, you were cool. In college, you were cool. Yeah, I never had anxiety like like that. I didn't understand what it meant. And so what wound up happening, so I was an introvert kind of, you know, growing up and I was shy. And, nerdy. And, and yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I had my moments, you know, yeah. but I was I was very, I doubted myself a lot. Yeah. Um, and then And then when I got into that, being in the editing room, 
there was this lady who came to work yeah and uh i went from like an apprentice to uh trying to be assistant editor oh yeah and they wanted to have somebody to kind of be there you know that knew more right so she comes in and for five years she just was so mean to me she would five do years. she would yeah she was there was it five maybe four and what, what product was this uh, my wife and kids uh-huh and so we would be what's in the, that my wife and kids was a uh, show Damon did on. Okay, so you were working on that mm-hmm, TV show, mm-hmm. and okay, got it. Yeah, and, yeah. And and so I'm in this room, and she would come up to me, and like you know, we had to have paperwork to bring the posts and all this stuff. Yeah. And she would come in instead of asking me, she'll just like wave the paper in my face yeah. and wait for me to like respond. Uh huh. And so I I started coming into this room, and immediately felt like. I had a knife stabbing me. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I would go to the doctor maybe two, three times a week, and I get to the doctor, and I'm fine. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of established. Like, like a chest pain? Chest pain. I was like, I felt wow. like I was dying. Yeah, all because of this monster. All because of, yeah. And and the funny thing is, no, you know, everybody felt like I was being a brat. Like, mm-hmm. you can't complain just because your uncle's in this business. Wait, do you think that's one of the reasons why she was being rude to you? Do you that you Absolutely. Think- she, was, she, she would tell me stuff like, why, why aren't you the assistant editor if you're Wayans? Like, oh, this, really? I never, like, said anything about it. Like, what do you, I'm trying to learn. Yeah. And eventually, I just befriended her. And yeah. then she became crazy to everyone else and became a good friend of mine at, at the time. And you so, worked the magic. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you see a, a kid wearing goth um, outfits and looking depressed, that's the person I would befriend in school, just in case. Yeah, because you knew it wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And, you know, you never For know. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just started to befriend her. And then she wind up turning on everybody and like towards the end of the year, they were like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, because you were telling like, them. Oh, yeah. Could you take the knife out of me now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they didn't know because you were getting all of it. They thought I was a brat. Um, they thought I was being. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. So how, what do you do about the anxiety? Now. Uh, I mean, what did you do just, then when you finally realized what it was? How long did it take for you to get I, a diagnosis? I, I don't even think. uh I mean, that's what the doctor wound up telling me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that became a time of me, like, drinking a lot. And, yeah, um, that was your thing? Mm-hmm. Booze? Drinking booze. Never really been a pill popper or anything like that. No blow? No. I, I've always said if... <laughs> I want to do bro for two reasons. Yeah. One, if I liked it, I know I'm done. Yeah. Two, I would be so mad to spend, what is it, 30, 40 bucks on a, a ball yeah. and it goes away in 20 minutes. Yeah. I would yeah. be so, when I could Especially buy. if you got friends. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I would. I could go buy a dollar twenty-five <laughs> shot and buy 10 of those yeah. and be set for a week. How Well, how bad did it get? Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, DUIs, jail. Oh, really? Uh, just, you know. You sober now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I relapsed in February. Oh. Uh, so so you're doing the thing? What, what's going the to thing? meetings and stuff? I am, kind of. Kind of. I'm very... My my sponsor just broke up with me not too long ago. Your sponsor broke up yeah, with me? Yeah, he broke up with me. It was like, Shantae, this is... You're not doing it? What, how, what did he say? It was uh, because I was sober for four and a half years, uh, but I used to, I would smoke weed, uh-huh. and I wasn't going to AA. Was it medical weed? Yeah, were you of one of those it people? Was diagnosed. Yeah, right, right, right. There's just, a prescription for it. Yeah, right. But yeah. I, I literally can't sleep. So mm. that was like my thing. And they would tell me, some people say you could do Benadryl and stuff like that. And I'm like, why would I? It's still an addiction to me. Yeah. 
Cause I it, guess. You know, it, yeah. it, it'll make me go to sleep. So right. I'll probably will pop that. Right. Um, but it won't too. alter your consciousness or make your life unmanageable. No, but that's but that's what I'm trying to figure out because mm-hmm. they're like, uh, you know, they told me, you know, you know what weed can lead you to crack. And I was like, I've never. Yeah, I don't know about that. I never wanted crack after. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, crack leads to crack. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I'm in, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely am getting back into my AAs and. Yeah, so you talked about jail on the special. I mm-hmm. mean, that was a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best one of the best experiences of my life though, being around chicks. Uh, but how long were you in jail for? Like two days. Two days without yeah. you were like the, the lo- Well, I did Atlanta too, but that was ten days. What in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Atlanta was a private jail, but you was able to smoke cigarettes in there, so it so was still. Liked it. It's, so okay, so you like you you went to jail on a DWI, a DUI. Mm-hmm. So how many DUIs did you get? Oh, Mark, man. Oh, we really? We have to wait for another oh, interview. <laughs> no, I had I had three, <laughs> but they they you know this was like ten years, kind of ten, then seven, and then it's a while back. Yeah. So the first one you get, you go to jail. First one, I went to jail for like an you hour. You didn't hurt anybody, did you? No. Okay. Well, thank the God. The funny thing, the, the not the funny thing, but the first one, somebody drunk driving hit another car and they flipped over yeah. and then spun out of control and hit me. I just so happened to be drinking. See, okay. and <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> you got caught in the web. I got caught. They had me sitting down in the fire station, and I didn't realize the bathroom didn't have like a door. Mm. So as we're talking, he's asking me questions. I was like, could you give me one moment? And I go to the bathroom. You just hear, <laughs> and then I come back, and I'm like, oh, yeah. so where were we? He's like, you're getting arrested. That's where <laughs> we are. I was like, dang it. Oh, because they heard you. Yeah, it's like right here. It's like me going behind this and just hurling. Oh, I I destroyed a car drunk but i didn't get i got lucky yeah i i did i took a u-turn i was fighting with a girlfriend and, and i was shit face and i i was driving i'm like fuck it i'm taking you home and i took a u-turn and i just smashed into a parked car that was i didn't have the room to make the u-turn it it was bad man yeah. and yeah. all these cops came but someone was robbing someplace else and they all left they were very excited to leave Alert. so that's I, what i'm doing the thing ah! Car couldn't fight, couldn't drive the car, and like out of nowhere, another cop pulls up. They're robbing the bakery, and all these cops, are like kids, are like, "Let's go, you Dang okay?" I'm right, good. right, right, right. <laughs> Dang, I'm lucky. I should have had somebody call. Call, yeah, and call a nine one one call. So, <laughs> so okay, so you go to jail, and now are you like when you come out here? Are you you're dating women? Mm-hmm. Everything's good. Yeah, I'm dating women. I tried to, you know, I was doing Kingdom Hall for a little while, so I tried what, to. What is that? You don't know what kingdom I, I, I don't know Come anything. Come on, Mark. Come on, uh, Jehovah's know. Witness. I was trying to do that. You know, I was, Did you grow up with that? My grandfather. My grandfather, my uncle. And, um, you know. But was the family Jehovah's Witnesses? Not the whole family. Just some of them? Mm-hmm. See, so you were going to do that? You were going to no dancing? and I was, listen, no singing, no no. What any... the fuck? So, like, th- this is why, what, because you're drinking too much and you thought maybe I need to do that? I just, you know, when you feel like... You know your life sometimes needs structure. Yeah, and then and then you know having part of my brain grow up in that, and I've always searched for religion. I got baptized. Really, pastor tried to molest me. You know, like, I, but but all these things was happening. I was like, well, maybe I'm just. He doing tried something to molest wrong. you. He stopped him. I uh, tried in a molest in the sense where he would just. I was staying at their house. The pastors. Yeah. When you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would just very awkwardly make passes 
um, and you know, touch, but not like right. m- my body necessarily. Just right. let me touch my body, but not like you felt the creepiness. It was just how old then, were you? It was like uh, uh, 15, Ugh. 14, 15. Oh, so you definitely knew what was going on. Yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was some creepy stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I still felt like he he's not maybe God. it wasn't the right lit religion yeah. you know maybe i need to go to pescatel <laughs> like i'm just this choosing re- this religion's not for me <laughs> not that i tried to it. go speak tongues did I you mean, i did the pentecostal i did i went they put where did you go for that it was in uh jersey i forget where it was but but you the rest of your family sort of like we're doing this thing we're not yes yeah, he's a jehovah's witness they were, oh, oh so your folks were jehovah's witnesses mm-hmm. right so and you're like that's not good enough i gotta go I'm gonna go to Jersey to <laughs> be a pedo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even really do the Jehovah's Witness stuff until I moved out here. What happens when you go try to speak tongues, bro? It's the weirdest. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's like, you know, I don't know if you know how to speak Spanish or something, but it's like somebody just going, "Mark, uh, just start speaking. Just start speaking." <laughs> no, but but yeah, but like, but like Latin, like speak Latin, Spanish. Like Spanish. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Speak Spanish. I can't. Just yes, you can. Just whatever you feel, and that's you know, so I'm, that's what I was doing. And I'm, yeah. you know, maybe it's the pre-comedian in me, but yeah. I'm just sitting here like, what? <laughs> so you went once. I went once. They they pushed me on the floor. Yeah. Uh, you know when they do the thing and yeah. it's humma. Yeah. The best the best thing about that church was like going and seeing people swim on the floor and stuff. It was right. Like, oh yeah. Crazy. That's pretty interesting. If I yeah. can get to that level. Yeah. But what level is that? Right. But, but I, I, mean, I you, thought when, when that's you, like third eye opening. I'm like, this you, is some you godly that, thing. Oh, okay. So you believed it. I I mean, you're swimming on the floor. How long yeah, but could that, you swim on carpet, Mark? Yeah, but what why would God make you do that? It's because it's it's <laughs> I mean, I get the trance state and everything, but I mean, if you really think, like, if you pull yourself out for a minute, like, so these people are closer to God and that's what they're doing. Mark. Yeah. I'm sorry. Am I listen, being condescending? Not at all. I just, for, for, you got to understand me growing up, I thought you if you can meeting. swim on I'm, carpet. Uh, right. It means you're. I you're, mean, backstrokes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the. Mark. Okay. You got to right. see. I'm going right. to show you uh, after this. Okay. You're going to show me some videos of the. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to do it. And I want you to <laughs> I want us to do it together. Can we shoot a video of us trying to get me closer to God? I think so. I think so. (laughs) Just out of the embarrassment. Hopefully, you won't drown. Yeah, not concerned. (laughs) So, okay, so the Pentecostal thing. Now, what do you think that is, though, man? Like, um, because I know people have this thing in them. I don't have to, I don't have it in me. My brother has it in me, this search thing, you know, that. You know, like, what is it in your heart that you feel that you're lost or the longing or that your life doesn't have meaning or what? Did you find it? I think I, I've I've come to uh, an understanding. Yeah. And I believe in, you know, some of everything, but I believe uh, we can heighten our conscious mm. to a level where we can actually find peace and heal ourselves. And oh, right. So forth and so on. So I do believe in the third eye. I right. do believe in re- reincarnation. Yeah. Um, I believe in that type of stuff. And yeah. I, I think, I think one, it was like, I don't want to disappoint my creator, which yeah. would kind of be like having parents you don't want to disappoint. You, you have that feeling now. No, I mean, now I just have a, listen, yeah. especially, you know, being an empath and yeah. being through the things I've been through in my life. Yeah. The fact that I'm not dead yet. And, right. and you know, somebody asked me this the other day, like, how could you do all this stuff in your career still yeah. going? And I'm just like, 
I, I just feel like th- this is why I feel like I have to have my stuff together mm. because obviously I have a purpose and a voice. Right. I, I get that. I get that. I can, you know, I just watched some part of a documentary about, about this, uh, this organization, the, the, this Jesus organization that's behind, you know, that sort of serves people in power. Mm-hmm. But the idea is their politics there. It's political and I don't, they're not good people. Mm-hmm. But the idea, I'm just referring to the chosen thing. Like, you, you know, w- once you start doing something, like when you start speaking your truth, and especially the, the truth that you're sharing, you know, to the communities that need to hear that stuff who are, you know, marginalized or feel, you know, um, you know, hate, mm-hmm. you know, gay communities, specifically women, um, that you can immediately feel that you're providing a service, you're giving voice to something, you're helping people feel less alone, you're making people feel, you know, feel stronger, you know. Absolutely. And that's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's important, and, and, it be, and I think it becomes a responsibility. But the weird thing about these cats was this, this chosen idea is that they will serve any leader, like, and, and try to put Jesus, you know, put the Jesus agenda onto them because they think that anyone who is, becomes a leader is chosen by God because why else would they be a leader right so right. that's why you have these evangelicals who are like okay with Trump like right. he ain't he's not our guy right but right. apparently God chose him thought that you know he mm. should be doing this mm-hmm. it gets mm-hmm. a little crazy there mm-hmm. I think that's a misunderstanding of no I mean <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody could talk to God the way you can personally mm-hmm. and I think you know it's it's funny because I love like the show the Vikings um, because I don't know if you ever seen it. Mm-mm. So it's just like they, you know, it's about the Vikings. It's about the Vikings, but they, you know, there's these savages, quote yeah. unquote, that go and take different, you know, lands and stuff. But this guy winds up meeting a Jewish, um, uh, I forget <laughs> the religion, but he goes and they take over this whole land. Uh, a Viking, so like Poland Viking. or something? Yeah, yeah something yeah. like Where that. Where there are Jews? Yeah, yeah, Because I thought, I wanted to get 23 me because I was hoping I had some Viking in me. I was hoping yeah. that some, that because some, <laughs> some of my family comes from Poland, I figured maybe, you know, the Vikings got Poland. Right, maybe right. Maybe they got a little something. Right. Mm-mm. No, but they were, they were super dope and yeah. they create, you know, they had sorcery, you know? So sure. it's like the person that they were able to use to ask the gods, should they go do stuff and so on and so on. Well, you'll come to find out that later in the show, the season, Catholics were doing the same thing and everything is about you got these costumes and then you also have somebody who speaks for you or to God and you got to go through right them so yeah, it's the, the same concept which is in warlocks hmm? which is in warlocks exactly yeah yeah shamans you but know but it's like, different coming from the catholics because so oh man <laughs> the catholics <laughs> that's a deep well of darkness there a lot of a lot of mystical bullshit going on right, there right. have you been over there you've been to italy uh, no. Man, you go to any church in Italy, it's just filled with dead wizards. You don't even know how many popes there are. There's pieces of people. There's a Saint so and so's finger. It's fucking dark, man. Yeah. I, it's I, some witchy yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look, I like it. You know, I like it and it moves me. I can feel the vibe. You know, I get it. I get it. But there's still part of me that's sort of like, but, you know, I can choose, you know, not to be part of that magic, can't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, so you we're go. Let's go back because I think this is going to all connect. So, 
you get the one D- DUI, but it wasn't really your fault. But then you you know you got a real one. That that was my fault. Yeah. You know I was trying to. Well, the, the the second one was me trying to text this girl like, "Hey, you got off the wrong exit. I don't think you're on the way to my house." And I, <laughs> so I swear, important stuff. Very yeah. important stuff. Uh, we've been out <laughs> drinking, and I just knew we was gonna have a great night. And then we we because I you know as I'm texting, I swerve, and then they got me. Um, and then the third one. I actually wind up. I actually wind up. Where's the Atlanta one? The second. Oh yeah. So was that the first time you went to jail? Uh, no. It was out here. Oh. Because you know, like Callie, you get a, you get arrested initially, right? And then they have you go to court, Mm. and then they'll probably have you go in, like they give you thirty days or something. Oh, so you got you go to jail and then you go to court and then you go to jail again, right? (laughs) You know, but when you got to jail, you, you like you enjoyed the uh, the I social mean, scene. It, I mean, I was getting free corn muffins, whatever those were called. Yeah. Uh, you know, girls are trying to make apple jelly pies for me, and oh yeah, they just loved you. It was it was very weird trying to get in my showers, braiding my hair, offering me cigarettes uh, for two days. Two days. No, that Atlanta was worse because Atlanta was the one they was trying to get in the shower with me. Uh huh. But you got like. But you didn't feel threatened? Not at all. Oh, really? I had like the, you know, you got the butches and you got the girly girls yeah. uh, just offering me extra stuff. Oh, yeah? We was only allowed like one juice and then everything else had to be water and they would sneak me more <laughs> juice. They, they really loved you, huh? It was amazing. The Did cops you... are the worst part, the deputies. Yeah. They're the worst ones. Yeah. What do you mean? Because they make it like, you know, you go to jail and it, it's, if it's cold inside, they turn the AC up. Like they just make you- Oh, right uncomfortable and you're like but she murdered somebody and i just was having too much fun <laughs> like or even people for a ticket like yeah. they put us all in the same category but it's just funny to me that when you it, it's sort of sad and funny i mean it's like yeah i'm obviously it, there's a, a social life you have that revolves around you know parties and bars and stuff but there's something so raw and immediate about the whatever the gay scene is in a prison that <laughs> For you, you were just a star, right? <laughs> it's it's listen, women women know how to finesse their way through life sometimes, mm-hmm. and so you'll I, the, one of the chicks in Atlanta was very open to a lot of stuff in jail, and then she got out, and you'd never heard from her again. I was like, I thought I oh, thought I we was right, together, right? You know, and now she's right. with a dude, and I'm just getting by. Yeah, li- right. yeah, you just safety and that yeah. and yeah yeah and all comfort. you have to do is not mess with somebody girl yeah like i never walked in and was like where y'all at yeah you know it was right. just like if you came to me and yeah but i i was nice to everybody did you did you develop any lasting friendships or relationships out of uh your time <laughs> your week in prison no not to everybody mm-hmm. be, uh one girl uh from my last one um where but was that's that she gave me she gave me like a code to um it was out here uh-huh um she gave me a code to call to use the phone because yeah. usually you have to wait till you get processed. Right. And uh, she wound up hitting me up on social media and was like, hey, girl, I didn't know you was a comedian. Uh, uh, you know, here's you, my number. Let's you, look up. You're jail buddy. She was be- beautiful, though. Yeah. And did you look her up? Huh? Uh, we're, we're, we're following each other <laughs> on social media. <laughs> but when I was in Atlanta, the girl who was giving me extra juice was like, yeah, write to me. And I was like, cool. And I was like, you know, by the way, what are you in here for? And she's like, arson and, and robbery. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Uh, I don't know if I should give you my address. <laughs> you know, because then it becomes about if you find out I'm a Wayans. Yeah. Was, what's yeah. that world? Right. So. All right. So you didn't give her your. Not at all. 
So when, when did when did it sink in that you're fucked up? The third one. You know, I think where when did I? When did you start comedy? I started comedy in 2003. So I was I was drinking a lot during that time. Um, and then so th- the last time I got sober, I met somebody who was like spiritual and she started getting me into meditation and, mm. you know, and she wasn't judgmental. So I would get drunk and she wouldn't be mad. And yeah, so I started going to therapy drunk um, and real talk. And my uncle told me to uh, record my sessions. And so I went in, I would drink and I would sit there and I would just talk. And I realized I would just go shut up. Like you're complaining about something that has already happened. Yeah. You're blaming people for your life. Right. And it was kind of like a take charge kind of thing. And, uh, so and that, I, that was what you got out of therapy. That's that, what I got out of therapy. This, drunk. Is, this is a racket. Right. Yeah. right. Like, listen to me. <laughs> it's like listening, you know, forgive me, ladies, but it's like listening to your girl or your wife talk and she's just talking about nothing uh-huh. for an hour. Yeah, that goes for men, too. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in on that. <laughs> That's a human thing. Right. right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine they're thinking the same thing sometimes can't win that one but no i get what you're saying that's a that's a pretty good revelation yeah. to have but you had but you think it was because you were drunk that you noticed that no I, I just started to you you know when you feel like things don't work for you mm-hmm. you know so it's like if i stop drinking mm. and then i'm waking up every day at two o'clock in the morning and staying up till six mm. but then i got a full day and then you know so you, you're dealing with those things so like i'm used to drinking i'm used to smoking mm-hmm. and being able to go to sleep and wake up and start again oh yeah it's weird what so you go through withdrawals you can't sleep you go through withdrawals yeah. you can't sleep it's I, fucking I, worse yeah i got stuff to do and Oof. i'm like showing up tired and yeah. stuff so she would like i remember her putting headsets on me when i was going to sleep and uh, listen to these meditation or tone sounds mm-hmm. and i would go you know this is not gonna work and wake up the next day fully rested huh and so that became a like maybe there's something to it there's something to it. well meditation i can uh get i don't do it but i like the idea i'm very close to doing it mm-hmm. you should. it's you do it now I do it uh, not as much as I should, but it's even if you can sit for like two minutes. That's what people keep saying, and I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I sit and play guitar, get into a trance with it, and I, and, you know, because that's your meditation, though. It kind of is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is, but I would like to try the other one. Do you do the TM or anything like that? I do two different. Like you, I learned that you can lay down, mm-hmm. like you can lay down flat, and you hold, you know, because you got your chakras, so you can mm-hmm. hold it. Um, in certain places mm-hmm. or you could sit up like this that you get comfortable and what worked for me was counting backwards so you count from 100 to 0 and uh, if you forget where you are you just either start over or start back from the number you remember yeah and that gets your brain clear it just by the time you get to like 40 yeah. you're kind of like alright 39 and then you get you almost just start coming into this peaceful moment at like 10 oh and then you just kind of sit with yourself. And then you stay there. And you stay there. As long as you can, though. It's not about... So 2003, okay, so you're doing comedy. You didn't come out to do that. What made you decide to do it? I started to... Other than your weigh-ins. I know, right? No. <laughs> um, well, it was around me so much. Um, you know, and one day I went to a comedy club while working on my wife and kids. And I went home that night and kept thinking of two jokes. and That um, you wrote... Or no, that two they, jokes in they my hear. head oh, yeah. and I literally like sat up all night and I started writing them out and then I went back to the open mic the next day and then they invited me to the show but that became the first time I felt like 
I can speak without somebody telling me to shut up and stuff. You know, See, that that's like that's beautiful. I mean, I sense that about you because I, I mean, I in watching the set that I saw in Tiffany's uh, thing was that like I didn't get into comedy to entertain people. I got into comedy to have my own space mm-hmm. and my own place where I could talk my shit, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about comedy is that. You know, the only requirement is you get laughs. And when you start out, that's not even expected. Exactly. So, so like, I can own my place. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was a feeling, right? That was a, it was, it was one of the best highs I ever had in my life. Mm. You know, it's nobody. And then, and then to go against the grain and then people receive you still, no matter what walks of life they Yeah, because we're a bunch of fucking weirdos. We, yeah, exactly. Comics are the biggest fucking weirdos we don't. <laughs> We're doing it because we don't fit in anywhere else. Right, right. Now, there's this whole generation of comics that, like, you know, somehow there's some people that, like, have jobs and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing this for? Right, right, you know, right. We're not capable of functioning right. in, the, in real life. That's why we're doing this. Hopefully this works out and we can become part of the life that, you know, this entitles us to. Right, right. But it's a roll of the dice, man. Right. <laughs> Well, the crazy thing is I'm actually thinking about hitting Postmates again just to see if that, I now could. Now, Postmates is where you deliver food? Mm-hmm. Well, you could deliver anything they can order from there. So I've delivered like Apple, I, like iPhones. and. But okay, so when so that was what you were doing as temp work while you were doing comedy? Mm-hmm. Well, recently, like just last year. I still have the cart. Like every now and again, I'm like, I just want to make 50 bucks and I'll go. Oh, so it's like Uber. You can just, you know, log in and right. go? Right. And then you, you'll get called? Yep. The difference is you don't have to deal with people, and that's why I like it. Like, no one wants to talk to you. They want their food. Well, it's nice that they have those kind of jobs now, I guess, that, you know, you can... Yeah, I mean, that changed everything. Like, when I was coming up, you just... It was either temp jobs or or whatever. I haven't had a fucking job since 1988. Right, was when I started making money doing stand-up, and before that, I just worked at a coffee place. But, yeah, but this whole other world, this whole other economy of being your own boss for... You know, not big bucks. I mean, but you're, you can, you're slaving for like right. So when, but you're, but you're still working on the show when you start doing comedy, right? You're still working on Damon's show Mm-mm. or no? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And what? How? How did they respond when you? <laughs> oh, my family. Listen, my fa- when they like are into something, they're into it. So I was able. Sean was the one who kind of sat me down and helped me, you know, with my writing and stuff like that. And so. I would be in New York and call them at like three in the morning, be like, yo, I did this joke and it didn't work. And he'd be yeah. like, well, how did you say it? Yeah. And I'm like, I did this and this. And, you know, and he's like, okay, well, calm down. You know, maybe try this and blah, blah, blah. And then they would show up to some of my- uh, <laughs> Is your uncle Sean? Sean, yeah. yeah. Sean, but I can call my brother, like yeah, yeah. Craig. Um, I could call uh, any any one of them uh, that was doing stand-up. <laughs> the Wayne's the joke hotline. Exactly. <laughs> and they, w- they would be so excited to just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like answer and give me notes. And they sometimes they would come to my shows and then be in the audience, and I remember trying to do this uh, woman president joke, and I stopped, and they were like, well, what else? Well, what if she goes here? Well, yeah. What if she does this? And then, like, that's what they would do. They were like... Right. Yeah, it was Give like, you different options. Cause when in you're, front of an audience. I'm, like, sitting there like, ah. <laughs> but it was... They would do it in the audience? And they would be in the audience, and I'd be on stage, and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> and then I'll stop, and then they'd be like, well, what if, what if she had a whole... <laughs> this is your family? Yeah. <laughs> This is Sean. I think Keenan was there, and uh, my cousin Lil Damon because he just started to. It was amazing. I, yeah, well, it, it certainly keeps you on your feet. Oh, for sure. And they're gonna get, sometimes they'll get a bigger laugh than you. Right, right, right. Exactly. And I'm like, uh, come to the next show. I'll do that again. But what I what I realize is like the level of nervousness is different when you have people around you that you like, right? Or or your friends. Is it better? Or, 
I think so. I think it's. I used to kick them out of the room. I don't want them in the front. But when I used to do stand up in New York. If like a tell was in the back, I'm like, get out. Like, right, you know, I'm, right. it's hard you don't want to see them. <laughs> you know, like these joke wizards. I'm like, I'm just trying to get through this. Right, right, this right. This is not going to help me I with love... you guys sitting there. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the support, but I don't think it's coming from the right place. That's right. Well, you know, then you get roast. Like they, you know, yeah. you got to go through that stuff. You, you. Well, you know, you you do whatever you got to do to get. Like it just used to. Like for me, starting out because I was angry and and you know I wasn't. I've never been. It, it it was a hard sell. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was pretty raw, but I, you know, but I was unique. But when I see the guys that I respected in the room, mm-hmm. I, I, my brain tells me it's sort of like you're just looking to see me fail, right, right, right. So right. you can laugh at right, my failure because right. that's how sick comics are. Like if someone's bombing, those are the best laughs because they're not even laughs. I right. used to do a joke about being on stage <laughs> when a joke doesn't work. Yeah, here's what you hear. Just something like, ah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they, they, they can't even laugh. They're so jaded and cynical. It gets stopped yeah. here, and all they can do is enjoy your yeah. fucking struggle. But you get used to that. I mean, it's fine. But I, I do that. I think we all do that in, in some sense. But I notice, like, when I if I go to a show now, sometimes I don't laugh, but I think it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, no, of course. And, of and course. so that's the mind frame I'm coming from. I'm we like, can't laugh anymore at comics. Yeah, no, it's not even. It's like. I have a couple of times trying to think, you know, there's some some people get get me like, it, but it is more of because we're part of it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're just like, oh, shit, that's that. Like, fun. Damn, why did I come up with that? <laughs> yeah, shit. That, yeah, there's, yeah. There's that one. Yeah. So they're so they're showing up in the rooms and they're helping you out. Mm hmm. But your life is still sort of chaotic, right? And you're doing Postmates. So you, you're kicking around for how... Now, this is your first TV thing, Tiffany Singh. Uh, first first big thing. Um, first, I, doing stand-up. Yeah, I've done I've done a few. Like, I've done Wild Now. Uh, I've done... Uh, I actually just shot uh, something in January on Netflix with AJ and the Queen and, and um, RuPaul's show. Oh, uh, yeah? On Ru, with RuPaul. Um, so I've done stuff like that. A lot uh-huh. of it's been stand up, and then I just kind of was like, I never wanted to do a bunch of stand up shows because I felt like I was building towards this hour, and I like storytelling, and like sure. I don't want to give those pieces away. And I know. know, yeah, I, I've done stuff on like I did two jokes on Wild and Out, and now you got people that's like, I heard some of these jokes in Netflix, and I'm like, it's, it's not like, even the you, same. What do you want from me? Yeah, but it's not even the same. Like, yeah, it's different. It, I grew. No, I know. I look. I I try to deal with that because a lot of times, even on the podcast, when I'm just talking out at the beginning, mm-hmm. I get ideas, mm-hmm. and then I kind of fin- you work them, mm-hmm. craft them into jokes. Just because you heard the story, right? It, it's not the piece, right? Right. But I don't give. I can't even give a. Fuck no, it's anymore. it's so you know annoying. Uh, anyway, Mark, this my clip was two minutes, <laughs> and the girl goes, "I heard this already." Yeah, but fuck her because, like, you know, and it, it just. <laughs> it, it, what all it does the reason why we make a big deal out of it is because we know right in 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 our hearts that like you know we we're we're aware of that yeah, yeah, yeah. so when someone brings it to light you're like I knew it I'm yeah. a fucking idiot yeah yeah but like who cares yeah yeah, yeah. fuck it just you know it just sucks. can't make people happy well what do you you can't fill all the content yeah yeah but all right so <laughs> good but, so mad right but this there, was Mark. the long one <laughs> it's like <laughs> well I think you like what what's you still seem pretty raw and like in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all very immediate, but I also like, you know, how candid you are in front of a you know a, a mixed audience, and by mixed I mean straight, gay, mm-hmm. you know, black, whatever. But but you know, you're sort of owning lesbian lifestyle in with swagger <laughs> to where you, you know where 
a broad audience can kind of accept it, even if it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's who you are, and it's like dirty and it's good. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get there? Honestly, it took me probably eight years to go. You know what? I I feel like I'm on to something, and it was because like you know people are telling me to dress a certain way, and I, maybe I shouldn't do these jokes. I remember this agent that came, to, you know, was with my uncle. Uh, we're in Miami, and he before which I uncle? A, uh, Sean. Yeah. And he pulls me in the you know outside, and he goes, "Listen, I think you should like chill on the gay jokes." He's a gay agent, oh. and he's telling me, you know, you oh. should probably stay away from those. I said. You haven't seen my set yet. Yeah. So he goes, I'm just telling you. So I go on stage and this is in front of, you know, straight men, mm-hmm. you know, buff men, you know, people yeah. you feel like you might be intimidated in front of and right. so and so on. And I pretty much get like a small standing ovation. And so I come out back in and he's just like, it's like nothing you can say. Yeah. But the audience decides. Yeah. And if I can have, I don't care if it's a gangster, it's the most conservative person in the room, a pastor. Uh-huh. Um, I've had these type of people approach me and say, man, you just, you're funny or you made me feel a different way about right. that lifestyle or yeah. I appreciate your honesty. Right. And that was just like, well, screw you right. know, the network and all these people that just don't don't believe it. Right, right. Yeah, because they're nervous for you know, for whatever reason. But they you, don't want to take you any know chances. they can make anybody yeah. they want to. So yeah. it's like you you should see like my compliments and comments right oh, now. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean there's no audience for this? Yeah, no, it's crazy. And especially now where everybody sort of carves their own audience. Right. There's no general audience right. anymore. You're not, and everyone's not playing for the same audience. Right. You, you do what you do and your people will come mm-hmm. and then you just try to hold on to your people. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the black community in general, it seems like they're a little harder on gay men. Oh, they're hard on gay in general. They are. Yeah, it's like you know, it's church, like especially in the south. It's church thinking, like south. Yeah, you know, that's it's just like, I mean, it's almost like having a crackhead. We just don't talk about that. Yeah, you know, we can look and you can know, you can know, but you know, but if you say anything, it's like <gasps> really, it's just something we don't. Do you, are you up against that sometimes? Um, I have been, you know, mo- I feel like most of it's been because like I've showed up to comedy spots to headline and they got a picture of my hair straight yeah. and then, you know, I come out on stage and I'm <laughs> you're like, yeah, I wasn't expecting this, huh? <laughs> I've just got a whole church crowd in the audience, Ooh. but you know. You still do it. I still do it. What that's, I, you know? that's a good feeling, isn't it? Where you're like, this and, is not your night out, is it? Listen, and I've had, <laughs> I remember like kind of almost packing out for the first time in Richmond. Yeah, Virginia? Uh, yep, yeah. Richmond Funny Bone. And I, when the lights came on, half of that audience was gone. Like, you know how you can only see the first yeah. two, three rows? Yeah. And I was walking through the crowd before I got on. I'm like, yeah. hey, look at me. Go yeah. ahead, Shantae. <laughs> the end of that set. It was like, where did everybody? Oh. Where did they go? <laughs> you're, you're lucky the lights were so that you couldn't see them leave. Oh, man. That would have been the worst. I just, I mean, I was just ready for the show to be over. Oh, yeah, you felt it, though. I, f- I oh, felt yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, at a certain I was on stage, like. It's worse. We sweating? Wonder, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate that sweat. Yeah. I had it not too long ago. It happened to me again. It starts on the back of your neck. Yeah. It's just, oh, what is that? It's the worst, is what it is. It's, and because, your time slows down. Oh, it's the worst, man. And I, like, because I get, you know, you get, once you get on a roll, like, I haven't had that in years. And I did a set at the, at the seller's new room. 
And this, the cellar is a hard room mm. in New York. It just is. I mean, yeah, it's a great club, but it's mm. not easy. Mm. You really got to be on top of your game. And I, I just kind of swaggered into their new room, and I'm just doing my shit, and the guy before me killed. And and I just feel it kind of like, it, eh. mm. you know, you put the jokes out there. It's like, and <laughs> and I just felt mm. it on the back of my neck. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, time slowed down, and then your face is just acting like it's okay. Right, you know? right, and, yeah, yeah. And usually I make light of that, but I only had 15 minutes, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to fucking take the yeah, hit. 15 I gotta take minutes. The, and take the hit. That's part of the job. It's so it's so hard. Usually I'll I'll just say, like, what the fuck is happening? Right. What you, but for some reason, I'm like, nope, just take it. Right. And I probably would have been in the audience looking at you like, look at him still going. That is brave. You know, I'm motivated now. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got this whole yeah. sweat. That was not the vibe I was getting. You know? was, there wasn't hate or anything. There was just sort of like, nah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was just mm-hmm. passive. Why did he go up after? Yeah, the, the funny guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Okay, so you got you sobered up for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Uh, amazing. Uh, it was. It what was a, years were those? So when did you stop? Well, After I, which? The last one? The last DUI? Last DUI was recent. Oh, right. So that's what got you. That was the relapse. Yeah. Oh. oh. Like that, the universe yeah. works for me very yeah. well. I guess And so. it you, smacks you tend, me in the face really quick. You get caught pretty I good. I get caught really good. So from 2003 to whatever, for 10 years, you were just drinking and doing the comedy. Yeah, I was just swollen as all hell. Um, Is that another word for what's swollen? Like getting inflamed and fat. Okay. Just, you know, you know, when you got- Yeah, bloated. Yeah, bloated. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I just, it's like, what's happening? You can't walk? <laughs> just, the, joints I are felt going. like all those things, but you know, you could feel your body giving out. And mm-hmm. um, What are you drinking, all day long? You get up and drink? Well, I When I'm bored, it's just like, I, I my- I need to move. I need to work. I need to, yeah. you know, so sometimes like you'll, I'll be in a frantic, like if you told me an idea and I was like, oh, I got, I got punch ups. Like, I just need to get it out. I'd be like, Mark, and you, you probably be like, Shantae, like just yeah. calm down. But that's my energy kind of thing yeah. uh, when I, when I get excited. And so a lot of times, like if I'm just in the house or, you know, I'm not doing anything. Sure. I walk to that store. Yeah. This sounds like it could feed itself. That, that. <laughs> Like, it sounds like one of those alcoholic kind of excuses. Like, when I'm bored, I'll drink. How often are you bored? A lot. A lot. All day. <laughs> All day. Well, you know, you wake up at 7, you're like, what are you up for? Right. Like, what am I going to do between now and noon? Right. <laughs> it's a now, lot of time. Now and noon. I got to be somewhere at 8. You know, what am I going to- It's gonna... all day. But it, it just, it, I think more so it's like you start thinking about, my brain just goes too much. And so when you start, you know, when it gets back into that, Beating yourself up, yeah. Mm. Well, you know, yeah. Just on past mistakes, or man, I yeah. should have did yeah, hard. this. And, yeah, you yeah. know, it's the worst. Yeah. And then I don't know why. Like I know better. And your chest gets tight. Yeah, and, and like, I, I just know better. But then you get that first nip, and then you're like, you know what? Who okay. cares? Right. Yeah. I'm put on some video games, some yeah. some music. Yeah. And then you know, then, three nips in, I'm yeah. calling people I shouldn't be calling. I'm like, <laughs> and, and you don't make hey, that eight Tiffany o'clock Haddish appointment. Tiffany Haddish and Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we, it's like, why did you call that person? When did you meet Tiffany? Oh, I knew Tiffany for like over 12 years. Mm. So I I met her out here. When she was just, start, before she broke? Before she broke. Mm. Way, well before she broke. Yeah. Um, that's when, you know, I always say this, but Tiffany was just 
we had like we had this relationship of just nobody kind of hated on anybody you know so it's like hey you got an audition we should come do the same audition i'm doing or you oh know, yeah yeah just like trying to help like i think you could do it and there was no like whoever's gonna win let's win together right you know that's nice yeah so she's been there for you a long time tiffany's amazing been yeah the same person so now what what is happening like now you headline uh, now, now that's what I'm doing. Getting back on the road, um, setting up. I'm doing a house arrest comedy tour. Um, who's involved in that? Uh, me. I'm headlining, just taking you know the people I can on the road. Um, why the Why that title, house arrest? Because one, I'm a homebody yeah. very much. I don't really I like being locked down. Yeah. Um, but I I just figured I'm I'm really big on like if anything ever comes out, then I need to put it out myself. And so house arrest, even though I wasn't on house arrest, it was kind of like that's the direction it could have went into. Right. Um, and so those are the things that I just like to keep mm-hmm. uh, to kind of just make make me remember where oh. I could have been. Oh, yeah. Like uh, at all the different uh, I mean, turns. I could have been in jail still right now. Yeah. Know? What happened in the last DUI? I went for two days. Oh, yeah. But still, I, you know, they but were now like, you're like smacking you might, down on me. You know? Like if you got another one, you'd be, you'd be fucked. Oh, I'd be screwed. Yeah. But but still, it was like, mm. you know, I, I was actually trying to get the scram bracelet because I knew that would help me not drink. I couldn't drink right. for it's 90 like days. Right, it's like anti-abuse, yeah. The judge was like, I think it'll be better for her to go. I think it'll hurt more for her to go to jail. And Wrong. I was out in a day and a half. Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I have a problem. I was like showing him my sponsor wrote a letter. I wrote a letter. I had AA me. I was trying to do the 90 and 90. 90 and 90, yeah. What, what are we going to do? How are you going to get this straight, man? I got to get my life together, Mark. <laughs> where, where, are you going to meet? Or do I you, do. You go to meetings? I just had 20 years, man. <laughs> you Thank got some you. sound effects? What is going on here? <laughs> I got my my coin in my pocket. I, I, so usually a friend gives me a coin and then I eventually lose it. Right. And then I'm like, all right, well, I made it through. About, I'll carry it for a couple of days. Right. I got my 20 platinum. I got I 20. I love that. That's so dope. 20. That's so dope. But you know, like I, I eat my nicotine lozenges. I drink my tea all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I, I, but that it's not the same, but I have that personality. But uh, yeah, I go, I went to a meeting the other day, got my cake. Yes. But I don't go as much as I should. Stay fresh. How do you start slipping? You got to get your, you got to get your head straight. I, th- I think I was a little hurt from my sponsor breaking up with me. Get another one. There's like they're like kittens. Yeah, they're all over the place. You know what I don't like? Why what? do I hate the calling every day for the same stuff? It's like, hey, so how you feeling today? I'm good. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> you know, like, but, but you know what it is? It's that like some here's here's the. You're thing looking that, at me like you sponsor. I don't. I don't much because <laughs> it's hard to sponsor because I'm busy and also I'm who I am. And then mm-hmm. when the phone when it for me because I'm not I'm not big on I'm not great with personal boundaries. So mm-hmm. like. The thing about that that relationship, it really has to be just about booze mm-hmm. and not drinking booze. Mm-hmm. Not like your, you know, the career thing starts to happen, and then it's sort of like, how are we talking now? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, but I talk about it publicly, even though it's against the tradition. I I don't care. But the woman who got me sober used to say, the first step is the only one you have to work perfectly. Mm. So like, you know, how do you get? to understand that you can't do it no matter what and and some of that has to do with the repetition of the shit mm. right so like yeah it's tedious to talk every day or go to a meeting every day and yeah i used to get i was that guy in meetings where i'd be like you all stink i can't mm-hmm. fucking stand this shit but you know but eventually you know the habit starts to happen and you really start to realize that you're one drink away from destroying your life possibly in any number of ways. So in order to get that thing, that powerless thing in there, 
takes repetition. You got to brainwash yourself by doing that shit, mm. even if it stinks. There you go. We just had a meeting. Gosh. <laughs> Could you sign my card for me, please? I got to do 19 meetings. <laughs> yeah, give me the card. <laughs> okay, fine. Hold on. He's like, you heard it first, guys. He's signing my, uh, hold on. Let me pull out all this I'm going to be mess. the one to get you in trouble. There you go. There you go. You want me to sign it? I, I can't. I've no, no, that. No, no. I just wanted to show you. I got the my court card. card. You got your court card. You got, you're going to. I'm going yeah, to. But, I'm in this DUI program right now where nobody knows what they're talking about. Huh. Like. They're well, teaching us absolutely nothing that they understand. Oh, this is a court-ordered DUI program? Yeah, what, yeah. But it's not a meeting. It's a, what is no, it? No, you still got to go to meetings and right. stuff. But, but um, you're not one of those people that shows up like the last 15 minutes of meeting just to get your car signed, are you? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I, because I, I do know that you go to certain places and some, you know, when I find a good one, I, I love it. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I feel bad to go get it signed. You know what I mean? Or I'll ask. Walk of shame. Anybody with court cards? <laughs> and I, I could always get it signed. But I, when I when I yeah. go late, I go, listen, I showed up late. It's still okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I, I try not to. Right. Yeah. You're not trying to run a hustle. You just. No, I, I love the yeah. the direction. I want it to well, sink can't, in. Well, can't you integrate it with this uh, sort of uh, random uh, broad spirituality you have? Abs- I know, right? Absolutely. Uh, my next life, uh, when I come down. He's going to be sober? <laughs> be sober. You, yeah, you better get sober in this one, so I the know. next one you have to do it all I'm again. A, I'm going to be doing cocaine in the next one. Like, <laughs> no. damn it, I said. <laughs> no, it's going to take you 10 <laughs> lifetimes to get sober. You're going to take your 100-year chip. Right, I know. It's like, no, you don't understand. I was here before. <laughs> again right. and again. No, I want, I, I want in, and I've been in and out, and... Um, mm. Um, I definitely understand that. You can get it, man. You just, it. when you're on the road, go look for them on the road. It gives you something to do, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I'm uh, when I go on the road, I used to, it's so funny when you go on the road and you look up, you're looking for a meeting on the road. You always end up at the weirdest, wrongest meetings. One time I was on the road and I found a meeting that was near where I was staying. I walked over there and it was just me and another guy. Right. And he had just gotten out of the program. <laughs> And I'm like, I guess, I guess this meeting's not happening right. anymore. And I'm like, well, there's two of us, so right. let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do the thing. Then you guys are signing each other's cards. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have a card. Oh, yeah, but I, I would have signed his card. I, I, but I've been to some weird ones. But it, it's like it gives you the, you know, if you can find it interesting like that, and you get into new parts of town and stuff, it gives you the incentive. Yeah, you know, to go check it out. There was there was one dope like I went to go visit my mom and I I wanted to drink in New York no she's in North Carolina uh-huh. and you know I go down there and I find a meeting and I find stuff that is complete like it feels like it's against everything <laughs> I look like like it's always at a church right but it's always like you know for me you know you you hear stories about like South Carolina and stuff like that so like walking into a room full of white people yeah. that's older and right. you know you kind of feel like ah and then you're here looking like this yeah. <laughs> so um, but I've been to those meetings that you turn around and you go like w- this lady came up to me and she was like oh my god you have three DUIs she was like I have five <laughs> and you're like she's like I can never drive again but just this old white lady who's like connecting with me and I was like this is why this that's the beauty of come it here because I was judging yep and you know in the yeah and addiction and alcoholism and all that shit doesn't it knows no color lines Mm-mm. no it's, not at all it's a no. human sickness are you in a relationship now 
Uh, no, single. Um, Are you having fun? No, you can't. You can't be in a relationship after a Netflix special. Mark. No. Oh, really? Is no. that how that works? Oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. You gotta wait it out. Like saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm actually like you know I'm dating. Um, it's somebody I like, but I also feel like uh, because I'm not already in the relationship, yeah. that uh, it might be a little scary because you know you have to put in time, and yeah, stuff oh, like yeah, that before yeah. and their needs and whatnot. Yeah, you know all that, blah, all that stuff. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to New York soon. I'll be gone for a while, so I'm just a little scared to sure. Yeah, start get started. Hearing yeah, yeah. Like, what about me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think um, I think it's great. I think it, you're great, and I'm glad you're alive. And, and you. now I'm, you know, I'm glad you had me before I get to Tiffany's level. You no, know? yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I should have. I have a feeling that if I, if I get you after <laughs> that, the stories are going to get even. Oh, you know. even no, I think it's all going to get better from here. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to, you know projecting badness no i'll be fine yeah i know i will and um with the uncles and stuff are they they're excited about the special and everything they have they they saw it um they all love it you know my uncle told me he said you represented which one damon yeah because you represented us well you represent your lifestyle and he's just like i'm proud of you and you know, and that meant the world because you know everybody looks up to damon the most in the stand-up part of the family and yeah he was something man well, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, too. Well, there you go. There's some uh, an interesting point of view, interesting family. Uh, Shantae is part of the Netflix comedy special, Tiffany Haddish Presents. They ready? And now I got my phase shifter out. I got my Earthquaker Grand Orbiter out. Yeah. And the Stratocaster. Here we go.